Hell yeah. It's football and other F words. Yes. We haven't recorded in like three weeks or something. 13 days Thir- was the last episode. Because <laughs> wow. I had to days. count it because some guys like, oh, it's been like two and a half weeks. And I was like, uh, no, it really has a bud. Yeah. Uh, with, with all due let's, respect. Let's not exaggerate. But it is football and other F words. We are back. I'm your host. Michelle Lebowski, to my right, is Zach. Did you say Michelle Lebowski? Did I say Michelle? I'm just <laughs> fucking going for it. I think I said Michael Lebowski. I think that's actually what I said. It, it's possible. I don't know what All I right, heard. Shut, shut I don't up, know what shut I Shut up for a second. <laughs> We're going to act like this didn't happen. Yes! It's football and other F words. To my right is Zach. How you doing, Zach? He's doing, our producer. Doing pretty good. Co-host. Across from me is Mike Herndon. But what's your name? Uh, Michael Lebowski. So, <laughs> and then to my left is Keith. That's right. We have a full house, hey, gentlemen. We have whoa. a full house, and we're all in person. And we're all in person. Just, we're, just a little bit of housekeeping, real quick, before we get into the episode. Uh-oh. Uh The reason we, we haven't prepared. recorded in a couple of weeks is because uh, our microphones for these audio recordings are actually powered on the joy of Titans fans. <laughs> There's been none. Well, then how are we recording today? Because this is going to be nothing but misery. We're borrowing. <laughs> we're, 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 oh. Hey, it's the power of Joe Burrow. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're digging into Titans debt like our country keeps digging into the national <laughs> deficit. hey So anyways, what we are going to talk about today, guys, is week two and three. How awesome it's been. Guys, I can't believe that we are Two and one, it's wonderful. The Titans have just Ugh. been playing fantastic. I'm sorry I just made all that shit up. It has been a miserable, miserable couple of weeks for Titans fans. As if that Colts loss couldn't get any worse, we then turn around and absolutely sprayed the bet against Jacksonville. We're going to get into that. We are going to talk a little was bit it about... vomit the- or poop? I, it was everything. It was coming out of both ends. Yeah. The oh. pants were around the ankles and the room is ruined. Um, <laughs> double so, dragon. D- double dragon. <laughs> Mother of God. We're going to get into a little bit of the locker room talk. If you are a Titans fan and you are on Twitter... For the last 48 to 72 hours, it has been absolutely explosive. Hey, joyous. Just if, joy if you're, everywhere. If you're pissed off, get in here for if some therapy right now. Sign up for a Twitter account and just you'll enjoy the <laughs> shit out of it. Then we're going to discuss uh, our preview against uh, Hotlanta. I'm going with Hotlanta. They're not hot right now, but we're going to go with Hotlanta. We'll make them hot. So that's that's uh, <laughs> that's it. I really don't. I don't. Uh, I don't want to spend time breaking down the last two games because I'm mentally broken down. But what the fuck is going on? How are we here? Well, we talked a lot about it on Mike 22, which is already available on iTunes. Yes. Just yeah. To, yeah. But we definitely didn't just record 30 seconds before this. Yeah. What? <laughs> but I know this probably doesn't answer the whole question of what's all wrong, but I think I've given up on Marcus. Yeah. I think I'm just... I, I And, you know, at one point we... We thought he was the next thing. He was awesome. He's going to be great. And at one point, it got to, well, I think this team could carry him to a Super Bowl. And now it's like, yeah, I don't think we're going to a Super Bowl with Marcus at the helm. So, uh, I'm, in a, I'm in kind of a weird place. I'm, I'm mostly with you. I think some of the disappointment with Marcus has driven people to overreact in the other direction and consider they, they think he's like the worst quarterback in the entire nfl he's i don't think he's bad. I, I think he's probably bottom 10 yeah uh, if yeah. we're being honest but i don't think he's quite as bad as some people make him out to be but i think the, the difference for me and you know it's yes it's three games and yes we need to give him some time to see what this this works works or how this works with uh, Arthur Smith and the new pieces on offense and stuff like that. And yes, his stats are actually pretty decent if you just look at the touchdowns and interceptions, whatever. I think what I've come to the realization of is the ceiling for Marcus Mariota is not what I hoped it would be. It's it's not a top 10 quarterback. It's it's Andy Dalton. That's that's his ceiling. He's he's mobile Andy Dalton. And that's and I I, got, I have to capitalize on what Mike's saying. Like it's not doom and gloom with Mariota like he's just like Jameis Winston I'm sorry I I just don't you can't convince me Jameis Winston is good so he's not I I just don't think he's a complete dumpster fire but it's obvious to me in year five he's never going to take us there yeah he's never going to take us there I think he's you can win football games with him if you have a great supporting cast you got to have a good defense you got to have a good running game you got to have a good offensive line 
But if everything's not perfect, you, he's not good enough to put put a team on his back and take him to the next level. And I think that's exactly who he is at this point. And I don't think there's any debating that. I mean, well, people will debate that because I know I, I've seen my t- Twitter mentions. But you know, I I just don't see how you can how you can think that his ceiling is still top ten NFL quarterback. And if he's not, how can you be happy with? The, you know, mobile Andy Dalton, like long term, and that's the question that we're asking. It's not well. How can you be good with twenty two or worse? Yeah, I mean, if he's I bottom mean, ten, he right. could be anywhere in the bottom ten. That's twenty two to thirty two. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think you can be happy with that long term. And that's and that's oh, the conversation. Some people that are very happy. With I know, it. and you know, it's it's some of the. Well, he's the best quarterback we've had since McNair. That can be true, and it can also be not good enough. And, and let's be honest. I mean, Rusty Smith was starting at one point. Yeah, Hopefully I mean, the number two overall pick is better than Rusty fucking Smith. The bar is on the fucking ground if that's what you're comparing <laughs> yeah. him to. I mean, the bar didn't even, like, get up. Like, and not even, like, a little bit. I could probably crack top ten Titans quarterbacks if I played. <laughs> For give me sixteen games. Whoa, 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 I mean, whoa, whoa. I could beat out I could beat out Matt Mock and Rusty Smith and While some of these wrestling guys. Wrestling a, a wild cat. Is, well, no, I can't do this, both. Is this the new fighting a cat? Yes. I mean, do you, I mean Zach? Gonna, is, about, is it more realistic that Zach could quarterback the Titans more successfully than any quarterback since Steve McNair, or fight a jungle I know, cat? No, I just and said win. I could crack the top ten. Okay, which is not going to be that hard. Okay. He he could definitely he's definitely closer to being able to be an NFL quarterback than he is to being able to survive a fight with a jungle cat. <laughs> I don't know. I, think I don't that's know. True. <laughs> Not that he. I don't think he's uh, secretly a great quarterback. It's just I think that that cat's gonna eat him alive like immediately. I yeah, just, you, you're probably right. You give me one off season. <laughs> one off season. <laughs> I just picked Zach up in fantasy. So, uh, but, <laughs> no, so, all right. I want to go through a list of stuff with Mariota real quick because this is the most common response I see to Marcus arguments on Twitter. And this is not designed to convince you that Marcus is a bad quarterback. That is not the point. It is to try to give you a rational response to some of the most common answers we get. Number one, Mariota, this team was 9-7 and seven last year. Okay, well, this team also did not go to the playoffs. Mariota did not play Week 17. Answer number QB, two. QB wins aren't a, a stat. They're QB, not, they're exactly. not, a, they're not a viable, cal- calculable stat. You can point to certain right. games and say, okay, Marcus won that game. But he didn't win all nine games himself. Answer number two, Marcus in the Kansas City game. Okay, Fine. He threw a pass to himself. And, and let's, on, let's, let's, on let's be accident. honest. On let's, accident. Let's, let's be honest about what that pass was. It was a bad throw that probably could have been picked off and happened to bounce back to him. So, now, okay. great play to catch it and get in the end zone. I'll give you that. But that's not a, a, a mark in the positive if you're looking at quarterback And play, let's be honest. Think. Cyprian won that game by knocking out Travis Kelsey because if he, Travis was eating us alive. Mar- Mariota contributed. Mariota yeah, played but well I mean, in the second half. But, I mean, but that, if that, Travis Kelsey was still there, that team was probably going to wax the, us. They were, they were on that path. I'm, and, s- I'm sick and tired of hearing about the pass to himself because it's, it's a bad play. Like It's a it's bad play that good. happened to bounce in the right direction. <laughs> and it's, all of those, and if you want to go down the path of what Zach was just talking about, QB wins are not a thing. If you're still trying to attribute that okay fine Tennessee beat Kansas City what happened the very next week we got absolutely (laughs) destroyed destroyed by the Patriots so if you want to start counting QB wins you got to take QB losses Marcus did not take us to a win against the Patriots okay Blake Bortles has two playoff wins yeah I mean Team Tebow and Marcus have the same number of playoff wins this is and this is number three and this is the one that drives me nuts the most, and I, it absolutely makes me want to go ballistic when people throw this in my face. It's week two, and then last now for this week, it's week three. It is week three, and you are leaving off the most crucial part of that statement of year five. <laughs> year yeah. five, and we are talking about, we're not talking about complex quarterback throws. We're talking about not getting rid of the ball in the pocket or staying in the pocket too long and getting sacked, footwork problems, and missing wide receivers by a mile. It's week 67. It is week 67 is the <laughs> best way you could possibly put that. And, that he, is, and he's still missing people on screen passes. As yeah. much as, as much as week 61 because of the games he's missed. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, but, so... I mean, but, 
Most, <laughs> I know most of our listeners do not like Paul Kaharski, but I'm going to echo Paul Kaharski 100% here. I do not want to hear my year five quarterback, and I want to make sure everybody hears that correctly. I do not want to hear my year five quarterback say the words, I've got to learn to get rid of the ball quicker, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I've got no, to learn. No, you do not. <laughs> you should have already No, you it. do not. If it year five in school, in grammar school, you can't come home and tell your parents, I've got to learn not to hit my classmates. <laughs> Year five in school, you should have either figured out that you can or cannot punch people, and I'm going to give you a hint, it's the latter. But Mario needs to learn that he can hit his classmates Wait. with the football. <laughs> if Mario, listen, Mariota could, Mariota could stay the same quarterback the rest of the year, but if he got mad, if he got mad in the huddle and slugged a teammate, I'd buy a Mariota jersey tomorrow. I mean- Because all of a sudden, he's got a personality. Let's- <laughs> Here's here's the thing with Mark. Well, hold on. I want to hear Keith's. I want to hear Keith. Let's hear you chime in. Because we got a lot of anger flowing, and Keith is very even killed. He's just letting us all get it out. He's he's a very good listener. Well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be totally transparent with everybody here and and the listeners and everything. Uh, I drafted. I have two fantasy football leagues. I drafted Antonio Brown in both of them. (laughs) (laughs) So I no longer feel like human emotion. Um, but yeah, that's in addition to the wonderful year that we're having as Titans fans. Um, so with Marcus, my reaction is yes, offensive line play has been terrible. Um, yes, he has also been terrible. Those things can both be true. And I mean, he's missing, he's missing basic throws. Like you said, he's also pulling his eyes down almost immediately uh yes. within two seconds which is unacceptable for a quarterback um you got to stand in the pocket and deliver under pressure sometimes yeah. like a majority of quarterbacks needed to be able to do that and he's completely incapable of doing it. he brings his eyes down and then he starts scrambling around the court like around the pocket like uh charlie whitehurst used to do where it's just like okay he's not even looking he's just gonna run around in a circle and fall down yeah. so that's great <laughs> um but yeah, it's just the lack of of confidence that I can I can stand here in the pocket, I can make the throw, and he's not even throwing to people who are open on routes, which is absolutely infuriating. There yeah. there were multiple times in the most recent game that we were watching where he I would see a replay and I'd be like, oh my god, that guy was wide open on an out route, on like a ten yard out route. He would have had the first down. And he was staring them down, and he chose not to throw it. He chose to stand there, look for another read, and he got sacked. Yeah. And it, you can't – that's not an NFL quarterback. And the sad thing is, I mean, and, and what everyone, I think, on the Mario to side, and I get it, is clinging to is that we did see him do some of those things early in his career. But I think he looks like a guy that's lost all his confidence. And whether you want to blame that on him – or blame that on the organization and its offensive line and, and or the injuries or whatever you want to blame it on. It, it the fact is that he's playing like a broken quarterback right now. And yeah. and I don't care if that whose fault that is. It's just the fact of the matter at the moment. And you know, it's it's upsetting to see and I'm disappointed for him and I, I like him as a guy and think he's a, you know, super nice dude, you know, would have been a great ambassador, I think, long-term for the Titans. Absolutely. But it's just not working out. I mean, it's... Who's the, who's the last super nice, good quarterback? That's that, a good that, question. I mean, when you really think about... I mean, yeah, Peyton Manning is nice off the air, but, I mean, uh, he, he lets you know on oh, the field. Yeah, yeah. Tom but, Brady, same way. Yeah. I mean, who's Aaron the Aaron Rodgers, nice, I mean, yeah. he's, he's a dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it, Andy Dalton's nice. You, I mean, if you if you, you want Andy Dalton yeah. and Alex Smith, you got him. Yeah. If that's your cup of tea, you got him. But if you want Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, I guess Russell Wilson's really nice. And Breeze is Breeze is a nice guy. Breeze nah, is, Breeze he's is a little of a bit he's, of a jerk. Now he's got. No, I don't think he's a jerk. I think he's a super nice guy. I think he he's way more fiery though. Yeah, like yeah. on the field, he's way more fiery, and and I think that's something that Mariota, whether whether he wants to be the leader or not. As the quarterback of an NFL football team, you are looked at as a leader. And I think his super calm demeanor and just, you know, mellow nature, which I, I'm not blaming him for that. That's who he is. I don't, I'm not asking him to be someone he's not. But I think that translates to the rest of the team, especially the offense, because 
you see these sleepy kind of slow lethargic starts I think if you had a guy and you know maybe this is me being too idealistic about it but if you had a guy in the huddle that's looking guys in the eye and I mean the the Giants talked about this this week with Daniel Jones they basically said Daniel Jones came into the huddle at some point during the game on uh their during their comeback and you know it was dropping f-bombs and getting people fired up in the huddle and you they responded to that I mean yeah I mean, you absolutely it's, feed off of that kind of stuff. Yeah, you feed off of the energy of your leader, and Mariota's the leader, and he doesn't bring any energy, you know? And, and let me let me apologize to, or I don't have to apologize to PK because I was with, I, I fully agree. It was when he talked about it on the podcast. But I think a lot of people owe him an apology for Marcus saying, well, you know, I've just done what I've always done every offseason, and PK saying, well, that's not good enough. It's he's right, and and let me give you an example. We'll go in it on the Saturday morning quarterback one, but Joe Joe Burrow Joe Bros twenty twenty Joe Bros um, Joe Bros for life. He when he figured out that he wasn't playing well, he went to that famous quarterback guru, yeah, yep. and fixed everything. And now look at him. Yeah, totally he's a totally different quarterback. Rebuilt everything. And what did Marcus do? None of that. He instead went to Oregon. And decided that hey, I'm gonna have to relearn how to run at this weight. He's more concerned with his athletic ability as a runner than he is as a passer, and it shows. It does. I, show. I'm I'm yeah. sorry, and you know Jordan Love, I, I'm like meshing podcasts here. Jordan Love, <laughs> is gotta, someone gotta, someone said, oh, that's what we need is another dual threat quarterback. Jordan Love doesn't rush the ball. No, he, he does scrambles not like. To run. like Russell Wilson, like Aaron Rodgers, to find plays open. He doesn't have a lot of rush yards. In fact, he has an alarming amount of very few rush yards, surprisingly enough. But the thing is, his sack rate is one of the lowest. Like, there's there's stats that PFF keeps up with that is basically conversions of pressures to sack. So when pressure gets there, how often does it result in a sack? And Jordan Love is like 10%. It's one of the lowest in college football over the past couple of years. It's, he's really good at evading the rush while keeping his eyes downfield and then making plays outside yeah, of structure. Getting, we're getting off. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, well, I'm just saying. Tune I'm just in saying, for the Saturday yeah. morning quarterback What I'm pod. saying is There'll that. There'll be a lot of that. What Marcus should be working on in his passing game is incorporating that as a scrambler to extend plays like Russell Wilson does and Aaron Rodgers yeah. does. And And let me say this. Marcus is a nice guy, right? He he always takes the blame. I'm sorry. Either if if you have players that are to blame and you, and you're taking the blame yourself, either you are to blame and you truly believe that, or you gotta get your head out your ass and get these players into shape. Yeah. If you're if you're not to blame, then you need to be on that field calling Jamil Douglas out for letting Calais Campbell beat him like a fucking bitch. <laughs> And and for Tajay Sharp or Taewon Taylor these last few years running wrong routes, it, but if they're really not to blame and you really believe that you are the one to blame, then maybe he is the one to blame. All right, yeah. Michael Keith, I'm gonna give you two the last word. Then we're, we're gonna we're gonna transition. I got a little bit more Marcus off, stuff, off of this. <laughs> I, I think we have held Marcus down and beat him over the head with things for 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 quite a while now. The pillow sack full of soap bars. But you don't oh, want to even talk about my uh, zero touchdown games. Real quick, real quick. All right, we want to do a couple quick stats here. Listen, all I want to say is I I posted a stat in a group chat about the zero touchdown games and a handful of quarterbacks, and then immediately someone put out a bunch of excuses. There are more than a handful amount of stats about Marcus Mariota that I guess every, every bad stat, and there's like 10 or 12 of them that you can amass that shows how bad of a quarterback he is. They're all someone else's fault. I'm sick of it. Well, here's here's yeah, I'm, I'm here's done. one stat that I've got a major problem with with Mariota, and this goes back to basically last season is when this really started to rear its ugly head. So we know he's been sacked a lot, right? The problem is that if you look at quarterback hits, which is basically the measure of total times a quarterback gets hit, including sacks, and compare it to the number of times he gets sacked. Last year he was he was sacked the uh, I think it was. Uh, the fifth most times in the NFL. Um, no, no, no. Eight, well, according eight, to I'm all sorry. the Titans fans, he was sacked the most, even yeah. though that he clearly wasn't. 
Yeah. So no, he was sacked. Uh, he was sacked the eighth most times in the NFL, forty-two times. The number of times he was hit last year, which includes the sack number, was the fifth fewest. So there's a major discrepancy there, where that shows that he is holding onto the ball and taking sacks instead of stepping into throws and delivering in the face of pressure. And I know he's going to get hit, and I know he's had his injury issues. But if you're playing scared and you're playing to protect yourself, you're never gonna you're never gonna succeed as a quarterback. And I think that's the problem he's having. And it's translated over to this year. Uh, Steve Palazzo from PFF tweeted out a stat uh, talking about the Titans offensive line. And yes, they've been bad. They have not protected him very well. Jamil Douglas is a major issue and that is, is an issue by itself, but Mario is exacerbating the problem, not making it better on 40% of the, of the pressures that he's faced this year, they've become sacks. And that's the highest percentage by far in the NFL right now. So the, the Titans offensive line isn't doing great, but Mariota is taking way more sacks than he needs to. And I, I think that's obvious if you watch the games, but I think it needs to be pointed out and it needs to be pointed out that it's not just an isolated thing where we're picking on him and all the every other quarterback does this. He's doing this by far the highest rate in the NFL right now. And it's it makes the offensive line looks worse than it really is. Yeah, and I think that the main thing, like if you don't believe these stats or if you think because I mean, all all numbers and stats can be manipulated to tell any story that you want. But if you just watch him on Sunday, and then you go and you watch the Sunday night game, or you watch the Monday night game, and you watch that quarterback play, there's a very palpable difference between him in the pocket versus like the good to great quarterbacks in the pocket. And like, I don't, I just think you just need to see it. Like, you just need to watch. You need to watch. Maybe not Mahomes because Mahomes is a freak. So we'll say the fifth through 10th best quarterbacks in the league, watch them. You'll see the difference. Well, that's the thing. It shouldn't be like, this is kind of what drives me nuts with people who want to make apologies for someone that they've invested in emotionally or whatever, whatever the story is. You see this a lot in politics. We see it now in current politics to where if someone is hating on your person, your politician, it does not matter the things that are presented to you. You don't want to hear the other side of it. Take all the stats and all that shit out of it. Just watch Marcus play few snaps and, and tell me that you believe that that person is on par with some of the best quarterbacks in this league. Look at him play and tell me that you see him playing but like Tom it's Brady unfair to compare, or Aaron Rodgers. No, and exactly. that's, that's, what, that's what fans say. So you can only that, compare him to Joe Flacco that, and Andy that, Dalton. That argument drives me nuts because if that's who you're comparing him to, you need a new quarterback. Those teams think they need new quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's that's a replacement level quarterback. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, if we want to go off that, then you know, what is Joe Flacco doing right now? He's playing for a Denver team that looks like they're in complete shambles. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is that haircut up there doing in Cincinnati? <laughs> Nothing. So if that's your comparison, I don't want to and don't bring this shit back that Joe Flacco has a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl <laughs> ring too. And they're both Ravens. Yeah. Hey, how hey, ironic. Hey, how about that? All right. So uh, a nice, nasty let's, little segue. Yeah, let's let's talk about something else. It's not going to get better. You're not going to be less angry. Mike, I do want to ask you something. Do you have a light in this room? I feel like we're recording a, a podcast during a power. Outage. Oh, you, you you would like light? No, I, I can I can light it up. I mean, just I live in the dark. I can hashtag just light one, it up. Just one light would be nice. I live in the darkness now, so it's fine. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Our quarterback's not coming to, to save again. us again. <laughs> he can't throw the ball without taking a sack. <laughs> he stands in the pocket and he goes on the ground. All right, we're going to stop there. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was enjoying that. <laughs> Reminded me of Zebo's uh, ad days. <laughs> he throws the yeah. ball and it goes eight yards over. <laughs> Corey Davis's head. Free Corey Davis. Yeah, see, that's what we need. Hashtag free Corey. Okay, so uh, if you've been <laughs> if you've been on Twitter as a Titans fan for the last 48, 72, 96 hours, it's not been fun. Titans, I mean, depending on what your no, uh, definition of fun is. To me, it's been a blast. But for if, if you're an average Titans fan who is, who is you know, emotionally invested, it's not been very fun. So, if you enjoy positivity, it's not been very so it's fun. It's not, but it is, yeah, if you're, if you're into positivity, it's not been very fun. But um, so... First off, Delaney Walker's comments in the locker room. Uh, this one is getting 
parsed and ripped apart about as hard as people are ripping apart stats and anything about Marcus Mariota, right? Delaney Walker basically made a comment, correct me if I'm wrong, of if this team had started one and two in what, 2008? 2006, I think. 2006, that basically, and I'm paraphrasing here, he would have seen more of an emotional response from other teammates in the locker room, basically people getting in each other's faces. Players only meetings. Yeah, basic, basically calling it, calling each other out. Keith Bullock took uh, to the radio today, midday 180. Um, now, <laughs> as Zach has pointed out to us off the mic, uh, Keith was definitely reserved in his comments. I think that has a lot to do with, because he's recording, isn't he recording a show with Amy Wells and it called? Like Titans Blitz or something, something like, like that. that yeah. I think so he's doing. I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. But the comment I do want to focus on is that Keith was asked, basically the comment I just made of, if if this were your locker room and the team were playing that poorly, would you be getting in the face of other teammates? And he said, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the you know, offense would be on the field talking shit to the defense, basically saying, you're playing like garbage. Like, this is how you played last week. You need to get it together. Like, getting in each other's faces. And then kind of the third comment I want to tack onto this, um, which I don't want to debate this part too heavily, but I do want to tack this on. Taylor Lewan recorded a podcast with Bustin' with the Boys. Um, I think it was after, was it after the Jags game? It doesn't matter what it, re- it was. It was but released it was, after the Jags yeah, game. To where he talked about that it's been depressing watching the games while sitting at home, not being able to participate. It was depressing having to play with the second squad in training camp. Um, and... And so that caused some blowback on Twitter of Titans fans saying that this looks bad, that he's recording podcasts and he's talking about this stuff when he's not on the field and he's suspended for PEDs. And you've got a, a sizable majority that says he's a grown man. He should be able to do what he wants. He's not supposed to just sit in a dark room and do nothing. He should be able to to live his life. All of these things combined kind of make me think of a couple of things here. That the older players your Logan Ryans, your Delaney Walkers, um, obviously Keith Bullock's not playing, but he was, you know, commenting about it on the radio, are definitely more of the mindset of quiet, like stay quiet, get your job done, right? And the younger players are not about that. The younger players are about self-image, brand. Kind of goes back into something I talked about in the offseason where um, players definitely seem more individualistic. Yeah. And it's kind of like how society is, right? Yeah. And you, we've got social media, but we're kind of regressing inward to where we're always connected to everybody with these damn things in our hands, but we're actually talking to each other less in person. So without trying to get too metaphysical on you, what I'm trying to say here is that I think the reaction that you've seen from Titans fans that are defending Luan and the podcasting thing is a changing of the guard to where... The younger fan base and the younger players are much more okay with basically presenting themselves off the field in a manner that would turn heads and make people question reporters, fans, and front office alike. And I think it's rubbing the older players the wrong way. Specifically with the Titans, I think it's fair to say that it's definitely rubbing Delaney Walker the wrong way. I'm not saying the podcast thing is, but I think the attitude in the locker room of, Ah, we lost, but we'll figure it out to where in the past it was, we lost and I'm going to go in the locker room and beat the shit out of somebody after this loss. Yeah. You know, what within reason, I'm not saying, (laughs) I mean, maybe people are throwing fists. I don't know. There was a video before the season started of Jaguars players throwing furniture around in their locker room. So who knows? But that's kind of what I want to ask. Like a, the Titans locker room, do they have a problem in the locker room with an attitude and B is our, is it kind of a lost cause because we're seeing this metamorphosis of younger players and a younger fan base to where it's kind of more accepted to be individual and not like rah rah in somebody's face. I think I think it's an interesting I think the comments are very interesting and it does make me at least a little bit concerned that maybe the Titans don't have enough guys that are that fiery I mean e- the players that I've always enjoyed watching, I feel like, are the guys that hate losing more than they love winning. You know, those, those yeah. guys that get personally offended by losing. And I don't know that the Titans have a lot of those guys. And I think sometimes you do see some of the comments after the game, like, 
I mean, Roger Saffold's been criticized for for this a little bit of, oh yeah, well you know we we didn't make some plays, but you know we'll we'll get it fixed and, and that kind of thing. And there seems to be maybe not a, a sense of urgency or a sense of just being pissed off about it and saying, yeah, we played like crap and it's got to get better and it's going to get better right now. And I'm taking I'm taking responsibility for that. I that's all. I think that's all you want to hear people say after a loss. Ultimately, I mean that that's that's the attitude that I would like to see. And I think Walker's comments are a little bit concerning. That maybe it's just maybe the the, the locker room's a little bit too just okay with nine and seven and floating up and down and and there's not enough people that are you know to borrow the the midday 180s favorite term uh pissed off for greatness you know like there, there doesn't there's not a ton of fire on the team to begin with I mean how many guys do you think how many of you guys would you consider to be like a fiery and I and I, you know I don't think everybody needs to be Ray Lewis out there or anything like that but nobody has time for all that shit no but I mean, how many guys on the team minute dance when it comes on the field? Are, are, are like high energy guys regularly? I mean, maybe like Jayon Brown, I feel like is uh, Kevin Byard probably. But I mean, there's not many. Yeah, I just I just don't LaJuan. see it on the sideline. Delaney, who's sitting at home. Yeah, like that's yeah. kind of my point is that your your high energy guy is sitting at home. That's a problem. Yeah, I think Delaney's one of those. Yeah. And and that was another thing Logan PK's Ryan. harped on that he gets bashed for repeatedly is the lack of passionate guys. I think Rashawn Evans is that way on the field. Yeah. I, I hope Rashawn Evans turns out that way. I mean, it, it's overwhelmingly on the defensive side of the ball for sure. Right? Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I mean, does it does it bother you as a fan? Yeah, I I am I am extremely bothered. Yeah. And, you know, me and Delaney, we're close to the same age. So I get a lot of what he's saying. Because, and I've ran a business or been part of teams where people are just going to coast. Yeah. So I get the anger. Mm-hmm. If he is saying, a lot of people are sweeping us under the rug that he's talking about just in general. Uh, I, I think some of it is just in general, but I think that it's because it is a general thing. But he's definitely talking about the locker room. He I mean, specifically it, said the atmosphere, or you can see it on the guys' faces, and this and that. And this is Stuff the only locker says. room he's been in for the last six years. So uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's about the Titans. Yeah. Let's let's get one thing straight. It is about this locker room. It, it and this is not this the smallest of rifts or the smallest of dissension. With each loss, can get bigger and bigger. But if they have another horrific game against the Falcons, it's good. this locker room is tenuous right now, and yeah, it's not all. It's not all Vrabel's job, and he fumbled over his words constantly today when asked and confronted with this. That's okay. I mean, sure, whatever. I don't really care. It's not his job though to be to babysit these guys. And that's kind of been one of his big things that I shouldn't have to babysit. Yeah. Well, some of these guys are just babies. I mean, Keith Bullock kind of went on it today talking about how some of these guys have just never been told no, or they've just never, they've always been told you're the best and you're this and you're that. They just had their ego blown to a point where they think they're the shit. Well, you know, Delaney's always been told the opposite. And he's got a real chip on his shoulder. I mean, you even saw it when he was on bussing with the boys mm-hmm. over the summer, and you saw it when people asked him about us drafting tight end stuff. Look, he's, we, having a chip on your shoulder is a good thing. I, 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 someone called it bitchy. I don't think that's very bitchy. Like, to me, bitchy is what other stars do when they don't, don't get their way. He, he's fiery. He's passionate. We, he's probably right now. You could see it after the Colts loss. Yeah, he was. He's there's something that's going on in this locker room that we're not aware of, that nobody's gotten to the heart of it, and it may just be that there is just complacency everywhere. That there is a lack of passion. And I think but there's something there. No, and I think, and and I'm assuming here, but I think it's. I suspect what's happening is that the Titans team is let's say on the field for Jacksonville. That whole thing goes. I mean, I I just know that this entire group probably agrees with me on this. When Adoree muffed that punt, I knew the game was over. Yeah. I knew right yeah. then that team didn't have a chance to come back. And I suspect some of the the 
you know, players on the field knew that as well. What I think is happening is they're walking in the locker room and there's not getting each other's faces about missed assignments or we played bad as a unit. I think they're just packing their shit up and getting on the bus and going home. Like it's a job, like it's fully, an everyday nine agree. to five job. Exactly. Like you ended the day on a poor meeting and nobody's going back to their desks like, damn, John, you fuck up the presentation. <laughs> like, no, no one's doing that at their job. They're going back. They're packing up their briefcase. They're getting in the car. They're sitting in traffic. Like it's, I, and I'm afraid that's what this locker room is doing is that they're treating it like a nine to five job as in as soon as they come off the field, they're, they're just packing up and going home. And I think that it's getting under Delaney Walker's skin. It's getting under Logan Ryan's skin. It's getting under the older players where the younger players may not necessarily see it. And I think there's a lot to be said for what you were saying, Zach, is that you combine that with a lot of these guys are in the last decade. College has gone from standard weight rooms and standard locker rooms to these multi-million dollar ridiculous palaces of working out and strength training, more power to them. But these guys are pampered from the moment they're recruited in high school going to colleges with ridiculous ass weight rooms and locker rooms that that thing that LSU just unveiled looks like an Airbus <laughs> A380 first class. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But where I'm going with this is that all of a sudden they get to the NFL and they're young. I mean, think about what you were doing in your early twenties. I don't think I did anything responsible in my early twenties. So your mindset is to that. And these guys are just coming off the field. They're packing up. And like Bullock said, they're having a photo shoot with their drip and their swag. And then they're going on the field and they're playing like shit. Uh, it doesn't matter. We're done. So, so what home. you're saying is you blame Nashville traffic for uh, the Titans. Nashville traffic problems. is. I just sat on 440 <laughs> on the way out here, and I'm ready to just move, and I don't care where. The uh, <clears throat> on the talking about Logan Ryan. He was on the Logan Ryan show on midday, and they they filmed him when he was answering this question. I think it was PK was filming him, and they talked about the culture, and they talked about, and he specifically talked about a story. I think he allowed a touchdown on his first game or something. Uh, the, and he went the, over to uh, Iraq. Chargers game, yeah. right? Yeah. Or no, no, no. Yeah, I know the ones you're talking about. And yeah, he went yeah. over to Iraq, Poe and Morgan, and just the look on their faces was, here it goes again. That's, yeah. I mean, I was on their two faces. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Iraq Poe was supposed to be brought in for his leadership, but they, yeah. after a year, they just like, okay, here we go. And I think you're right. I think that's what's happening here. And I, I, I mean... I mean, I know everybody's like old man screaming at clouds. Jeff, when people are talking about this, there is something to this. And just because he goes on later, or it may have been earlier, and says, "Well, we're all eleven guys got to be better on the field," blah blah, that doesn't mean on the field play does not equal what is going on in the locker room. <laughs> Come on, yeah, people, yeah. Yeah, that you, that's you a can, false equivalency. You can lose <laughs> and still have fire. Yeah. But what we're seeing is apathy, and what we're seeing is a lack of hope. Yes. And that is a disease that yes. will just completely destroy a team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because people will always tell you that, oh, the opposite of love is hate. That's bullshit. The opposite of love is you don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, if if there is such a thin line between loving and hating someone, I mean, how many times have you ever, you know, dated somebody or broken up with somebody like, I can't stand them, and the next week you're like, hey, what's up? What's up, girl? <laughs> you up? But it's like, what Melvin Gordon I, I, did. Yeah, but once you get to the point where they just text you and you're like, whatever, that's when that's where the problem is. The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. Yeah. And if you're indifferent coming off the field and you're walking in and it's it, it just you can't be behooved to get in the face of a teammate and talk about how your unit blown us. I think that's what's happening. Well, and then you know someone's like, well, when's the last time that you've seen a player yell at another player? Well. I just came from training camp and I saw Tom Brady yelling at fucking yeah. everybody. And, and yeah, and, and I, they're like, "Well, Tom Brady's earned it." Well, it's fucking year five, and some of these other guys right. have been here for ten years. I think if you're in the NFL and you're playing right, and someone else is not doing your job, and that's one of Vrabel's thing is that if someone else is not doing their job, you better let them know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a one-year employee or you've been on the job for one month, if someone's doing their job and it's hurting you, get in their fucking face. That is one of the re things I remember a couple of years ago, and actually I just saw it the other day. Who was doing Facebook Live in the locker room the other day and just unveiled some penises? Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was a Tariq Cohen. Bears. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bears. So, but this is why coaches are not a big fan of things like Facebook Live and stuff in the locker room. It's a distraction for a whole other reason because that's your sacred place 
That's your cave to be able to get into it with the other guys if you need to. If a fight breaks out in the locker room and the media is not in there, I guarantee it stays in house. Mm-hmm. I worked a construction job in school when I was in high school. Humble brag. Humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> Fra- framing houses is a lot of fun. But uh, I got into it with one of the guys on the job. And I remember my stepdad just telling me, it was like, I mean, you know, when you show up the next day, you just need to get in a fight with him because it clears the air. Just go ahead and just get it out of your system. Yep. I was yeah. watching Bless This Mess last night. It's a Dax Shepard show on Hulu. <laughs> and he was given that same advice by Pam Greer, the sheriff. And she said, you got to fight. It's you so, just got to. so brave of you to admit get, that get on the Get it out pod. of your system. Yeah. Get <laughs> right. it out of your system. So Keith, It's a really good show. I was watching, <laughs> I was watching Hollow Man last night. Oh, yeah. The Kevin Bacon film. I'm sorry. Oh, not Hollow Man 2? No. Uh, can you connect yourself to Kevin Bacon, Six Degrees? I watched Hollow Man last night. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're one of 32 people who will watch that movie. Congratulations. All right, so I'm just going to call you out. You're the youngest person on this podcast. Yeah. Are we off when I say that, and this is where I want to morph this a little bit before I end this topic. The majority of the fan base, when it came to answering the question about the Delaney Walker thing was one thing. That was you know, typical fan base reaction. But like the Lawan recording a podcast thing was overwhelmingly a lot of Titans fans saying, leave the man alone, he should be able to do what he wants. And I suspect it's because the average Titans fan that's on Twitter is younger. I I know that the majority of the people that were responding were younger. I just know that just for knowing who they are. But do do you think that it's truly a younger generation thing that's just a little more okay with the newer mentality of players are on social media. Yeah, I think I think there's a major uh, cultural divide there between people who grew up like on the fringes of social media and yeah. people who grew up with social media from day one. And I think that, I mean, obviously it it's not the greatest of looks, but at the same time. It's not the issue. The issue is the loss. The issue is the the team struggles. This is just a symptom of that. Um, I think he he's gonna do this. He's gonna do this pod. He's gonna right. act this way no matter what. Like he would have said something. It would have been a tweet if he hadn't recorded the pod. It would have been something else. The guy's an outspoken guy. He's a very passionate dude. He obviously cares a lot about this. He would have said something, and then somebody would have gotten pissed about it because that's what Twitter's for. Twitter's for people to get fucking mad at stuff. And it's just, it's hate watching like other people and their ideas. Oh yeah. But yeah, I think it's, it's just a thing. It's not a, it's not a big deal. I don't see it being an issue. I mean, the only people it's going to be an issue to are the people who like just who are, I guess, older and more traditional and don't think you need to say anything about anything period. Well, and I think that, I think that the social media part is definitely more it's it's it is the definition of passive aggressive because you can be a keyboard warrior all day long and talk a lot of shit. <laughs> and when you meet someone like that in person, it's generally the other way around. They're, they're probably a little more soft spoken or are not going to act the same way that they act on Twitter, yeah. which is why I think you do see a lot of the reaction of like what Zach was saying about like Delaney Walker's being bitchy. That That's not bitchy. I don't get the ball. Whether your team wins or loses is bitchy. I wish my teammates would step up and say something when we suck is I want someone to be more aggressive. Like there's two different things here. And I think that's why you get the reaction of people talking about like, well, I think that's bitchy. Well, Twitter's bitchy. Yeah. You know? And so I don't think people, I think that the older we get that the younger generations and as the generations, those generations grow up, they're not okay with it because social media is the definition of passive aggressive. No one wants to be in each other's face. Have you met Eddie George, uh, Keith? I asked him for an autograph once. Does that count? I can get you to Kevin Bacon in three steps. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. This is what he's been doing. (laughs) I I had to make sure that he was in this movie. I couldn't remember. Kevin Bacon. Uh Or no, sorry. Eddie George to The Rock in Ballers. The Rock to Ryan Reynolds in Hobbs and Shaw. Ryan Reynolds to Kevin Bacon in, um, uh, uh, what's that movie? Uh, B R P D B R I P D. It was awful. the uh, oh it was boy. that it was that movie where uh, he was uh, a, a a ghost cop with a uh, that sounds dope Jeff Bridges a <laughs> ghost cop yeah ghost cop with Jeff oh, Bridges dear. I'm, I'm adding this to my <laughs> oh dear I don't know about that one 
It was. You guys want to watch this after? R I P D. R I P D. Let's just watch that. Let's just watch it now and just live comment it. So boom. <laughs> boom Any, or boo? Both. Oh. Three, three, three degrees removed. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, not, not bad at all. Bad. It's pretty tight. Y'all are pretty tight then. Yeah, I mean, we're... we're Basically, close. if you've met Eddie George, you could probably get to Kevin Bacon pretty I'm all, easily because I'm he was also in the rock. Then. Are, yeah. are you yeah. talking about Kev? Oh, yeah. Kevy Our bud B? Kev. Yeah. Kevy B? So... Not Kevin Bayard, Kevin Bacon. While I was doing that, are we talking about the Luan thing? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was yeah, engrossed yeah. in trying to find, figure out what that movie yeah, was. We're kinda, we're, we're yeah, we've been kind of riffing on the Luan Here's my thing about the Luan thing. I personally do not care. Right. Now... That being said, I can see why other people would care, and I can see why the biggest and most popular radio station would be talking about this because it's ratings. 12,000 people voted in that Twitter poll. All these people are listening to this show. Keith Bullock comes in, he's talking about it. You can bet the numbers are through the roof. At some point, some of this stuff is just rating stuff. I don't know if these guys really believe it or if they don't. I really don't care. Some of it's just rating stuff. But the... The whole toxic Twitter exchanges that have been going on since this mar- since week one and uh, or week two of Marcus and all this stuff and week one of Marcus, it's it's I'm I'm starting to just kind of make fun of it now, <laughs> uh, trying to in- inject yeah. some humor in here because it's, it's really it's become hard. a dark place. Yeah. yeah, and this really added on to it, and it's just it's not. I mean, this is not what we should be focusing on as a group. Who's right? Who's wrong? Here's what I'm going to say. These Titans players that are not suspended, and Keith Bullock said, you know, he shouldn't be suspended because he should have been smarter than what he is. But, you know, mm-hmm. beside the point, I kind of agree with Keith, but that's really doesn't matter. The These players that are not suspended, they're going to the thing. They're waking up at like 5 a.m., they're getting ready. They have to go in. They have to be there probably roughly around 6 or 6.30. They're training. They're watching film. They're doing this. Then on doing that every day but Tuesday. Tuesday's their off day. And then they're going and traveling, and then they're going on Sundays and putting their body on the line, and they're coming back and doing it all over again. Now, I don't know Taylor's thing, but you better bet your ass if that was me and I got suspended – because I know how my personal work ethic is. And again, I do not know if Taylor's doing this. He could very well be doing this. And because he records these podcasts at night, I think mainly. So, you know, to me, he could totally be doing this. I'm keeping this. You can't work out 24 hours. Right. I'm I'm keeping, I am keeping the same schedule. I would always keep. I am buying NFL game pass. If I don't have it already. And I am watching the all 22s and I'm doing this. I'm keeping that same schedule. I'm working those same hours that my teammates are and because that's how you show the respect. Hopefully, Luan's doing that. I'm just telling you what I would do. Now, I understand why people think this is a bad look. Here's the thing. Having a depression pod because you're not out there and you're, you're talking about it and you had to play with the second strings. But you sh- to me, you shouldn't be depressed. You should be kind of angry. Yeah. And... And that's fine if you process it with depression because you're a young guy. That's fine. I'd be pissed. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be having a quote unquote. Not probably not really considering. I I, I haven't watched this week's episode, so I can't say. So I, I'm only going off what people said about him being s- depressed because of this and that. So I'm only going off what people said. I haven't watched it. And if he's having this kind of pity party, which it kind of sounds like he is, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I'm I'm out, like, and I'm I've been a you know me I've been a big Taylor supporter, and I've repeatedly said he's face of the franchise, and we need Taylor all out in that field. But Keith Bullock today said the first thing that I would do if I was a leader in that locker room, I'd be going straight up to Taylor and telling him this is how we're going to do things and this is what you did, this is how we feel. I don't know if anybody will do that, and it may not be needed. I don't know, but I think I think there's, I bet you that there are at least, I'd say, 10 to 15 players that don't like what he's doing. Well, I mean, I think they're probably pissed off, for one. I mean, one, he did let the team down by getting suspended, and he's one of the best players on the offense, if not the best player on the entire offense. And the offense is what's holding the team back right now. The offense is the unit that's struggling, and 
I wouldn't blame players for being frustrated with the fact that, hey, we're one and two, the offense looks terrible, and we're missing our best player because he didn't get his supplements tested or he took some he took something illegal. What it, whether they believe that that he didn't mean to or not or whatever, whatever that result is, the result is he got suspended and fifty two other guys did not. So I understand them being pissed off with him. I think, like he said, that their anger is probably more misdirected anger. Like the podcast isn't really probably the the problem. It's the fact that he's suspended and they're one and two and they need him out there and he isn't there for him right now. And I, I think that's probably where a lot of this is coming from. But I agree that they probably don't want to be answering questions about Taylor Lewan's podcast right now because they're pissed off. They're in the locker room. They're grinding it out. They're the ones that are sitting here watching this shitty-ass film and getting criticized by the coaches and their teammates. And Lawan's sitting at home recording podcasts, and that's how they see it. You know, whether that's fair to him or not, whether he's working out, like you said, 12 hours I mean, a day. I, I know and that he is film. working I'm out. Sure he is, yeah. Uh, because I've seen it on his Instagram store. Because yeah. I went and checked. Because, yeah. you know, I never really thought about it until someone brought it up on Twitter somewhere about, well, is he even working out? Yeah, he is. But he's also getting to spend time with his family, too. Yeah. I don't think, I think that kind of the personal aspect kind of gets away from people when they're thinking about this kind of stuff is that. He's getting a lot of extra time with his family well, that these other guys are not getting. Now, you know point. what? El- you know, I mean, I I wouldn't say it's a perk of being suspended, but yeah, I mean, what else lo- are you gonna do? He's losing game right. checks. I what? mean, they, no, none of them would trade places with him. By let me, right. let me ask you all this: Would anybody give a shit if this team was three and zero? No, that's the thing. Would like, anybody give a shit if this ga- if this team was two and one and lost a close game to Jacksonville? No, no. It, it, nobody would give a shit if, if the offense looked great and was cruising up and down. Winning, winning, winning does cure everything, but you can also point to the fact that okay, well, we were we weren't that far away from beating the Colts. You know who could have helped us beat the Colts? Yeah, Taylor Lewan. Well, yeah. and this is I'll, I'll say this, and this kind of goes back to the point I was making earlier about the locker room stuff. Whether it doesn't matter whether it's fair or okay or not for him to do it. What you need to understand about those that are questioning the perception of it is this right here. If you were suspended from work for whatever reason, you make up one. If you were suspended from work and you were getting, you were going out with your buddies, you were posting that on social media, you're on Instagram at bars and all that still in your free times, not, not even during a work day. It's after hours, that kind of stuff. And your employer sees it. Are they going to question your dedication to your job because you have not altered your lifestyle while you were suspended? They would 100% and would. And that it is, you can sit here and talk about whether that's fair or not, but that is the real world. And the I'm sorry, there are things that you think is fair, and there are ways that society judges you whether you think it's fair or not. I mean, my well, podcast stuff and the radio stuff, I've not announced it to my employer. I don't think I need to. But I've just kind of conveniently left that out. Why? Because I don't want any mistake I make at work to be judged off any of this. Right. And let me say this. They recorded a bunch of episodes before the suspension came down in preparation of the season and being able to do it in the season. Why Why not use those? Yeah. Like, like to me, this was kind of... It's, it's one of those things where, I mean, I know... That it shouldn't matter. Yeah. Like, like I, like I said, yeah. I really, I really don't care. Yeah. Because I don't I, think any of us personally care. But, Hell no. But yeah. isn't it just I, kind I, of I'm another entertainment? Yeah. yeah. Isn't it just kind of another silly bad decision that he's made? Much like yeah. not getting your stuff tested and it's, then it's saying like that he, you're only taking twenty four and then you turn in twenty nine supplements. There's just there's just stuff yeah. that's there that like really? it's like he couldn't resist. He he yeah. like just couldn't resist like throwing something else out there. And that and I think that's very yeah. much his personality. That's yeah. very much his kind of humor. And so I don't, I think he was not thinking about it from any like real perspective. He was thinking about it from an entertainment perspective. Yeah. And that's that's a tricky beam to walk across. And you know maybe you shouldn't have posted it. Maybe it's fine and that people are overreacting. I do know that. This is such an easy story for the media to get people worked up about just because they can go, what do you think of Taylor's podcast to people? And that's that's yeah. a super easy thing for people to have an opinion on because you can just go, oh, he shouldn't have said anything at all if the team's struggling or I feel that he should. 
it's it's not like you have to you know know anything about football or the locker room or anything else to have an opinion on it's just super easy yeah i know Rashawn evans said that you know good for him for having the podcast and stuff i mean he seemed very supportive yeah uh i heard that on 3hl just caught the very tail end of it but let me also say this people slamming pk and midday 180 let me tell you this if taylor lewan was at any of the other 31 teams and this same situation was going down he had a podcast he got suspended they're asking those questions, and they're probably in some of those markets going to be way meaner than these guys. Are. Oh, 100 percent, yeah. Give it a break that we have some mean people. Like I'm so over the PK. Yes, PK can be a dick. I'm not saying he can't. But half the t- stuff that PK gets blamed for, if Terry McCormick or Jim Wyatt asked that question, people would be applauding it. Jim Wyatt was very sarcastic and uh, to some follower on uh, or some tweet thread to one of these guys. He was pretty sarcastic yeah. during the uh, Jaguars But game, everybody's like, that. woo! <laughs> everybody's like, woo, go Jim! But PK could say the same thing. And, and people, and to me, what people don't get is that PK is the closest thing that we have to someone that's not just going to repeat the same old stories and just rehash whatever the team wants to rehash. I mean, Tehran's pretty close to to doing all that too. I, I love Tehran, but I, I mean, we need PK in this market, or you're not going to get any news. You won't get questions, and that's where yeah, you got to understand that like people like PK are not they're they are not out to be your friend or be your buddy or hope that you have warm and fuzzy feelings about them personally. They are out there to get a story. And they don't are they're not interested in whether or not that you are okay with how they got the story. They're there to ask the question. You think they're an asshole, fine. But did you still read their content? Most of the people that I saw going crazy last night on Twitter talking about I can't believe the midday 180 is asking this question. I saw the very same people tweeting today during the show, y'all still talking about this shit. You tuned in, didn't you? Yeah. You, they, they got hey, you. Hey, they got they you got hook, you. line, and sinker. You are hooked in, <laughs> and you're doing exactly what they want. People 100% That's what people don't will hate will hate listening to stuff. Absolutely. I know because I've done it before. I do it. Absolutely, I do it. I but listen, it, and it just gets me pissed off, and it gets me going sometimes. Well, one, and if that this happened in New York, or if Marcus was in New York and that New York media, numerous people on this team, they would be getting shoot out way worse. There, there's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's comical. This is the easiest place to come play if you're a player. You can in my come opinion, here and disappear in the NFL. Yeah, you, you disappear. You're, you're not on national. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. I mean, even on ESPN this morning, they're talking about um, Marcus if he's the guy. Marcus huh. is the story here. Taylor could probably go kill someone. I'm not even sure that he, it would, la- <laughs> it would last like a day. Like, oh God! Don't get suspended again. Come like, on, these players. You. The player suspended. media relationship here is has to be one of the easiest, if not the easiest, in the NFL. Keith, do you have a final word for us? Do you know that Jeff Bridges was in RIPD? No, Zach said that. Reason. Yeah, Zach That's said that. You know, I yeah, can wait. What? That. Yeah, I said that. You know, I can. Was, was Ryan he? Reynolds? Yeah, but I mean. I went through Ryan Reynolds through Hobbs and Shaw. I, can't, I mean, Jeff Bridges wasn't in Hobbs and Shaw. I know, but I just wanted to point out that Jeff Bridges. Well, yeah, but I said that he was in it too. What, was he the ghost? I, I was Which one distracted. was the ghost cop? Uh, Jeff Kevin Bridges Bacon. was the old sheriff ghost cop, and Ryan Reynolds was the new recruit ghost cop. There's multiple ghost cops. Yeah, it's wow, all ghost cops. I can connect horrible. myself to Kevin Bacon in Six Degrees. All right. Legitimately. Oh, yeah. All right. My uncle played with Dan Marino. Okay. Dan Marino was in Ace Ventura Pet yep, Detective yep. with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was with si- with Oliver Platt and Simon Birch, and Oliver Platt was in Lover Boy with Kevin Bacon. There you go. Uh, well, there you go. Isn't that awesome? Holy so, shit. Well, was that five degrees? I'm going to call old Kev tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Old Kev, <laughs> buddy, buddy boy. Bake? Buddy boy. How you doing, Baker? Baker. The How's it going, man? How's it going, Baker? So, obviously, the last thing we got to talk about is the Atlanta game. Oh, I, I hate predicting games i hate talking about games especially after this disastrous stretch that the titans are on so we're gonna make this kind of quick well here's this is the game this is the cycle this is the game that marcus is gonna play all awesome or something and then everybody's gonna be like see i told you he's good he's back he's back and then the bills come the following week to uh nissan and we're gonna get crushed yeah they're going to destroy us so so Enjoy your one week of p- 
pure Marcus joy because it's going to come am, crashing down when the bills come to town. I am so confident. I'm going to eat my fucking words the second I say this. I am so confident that the Titans are going to have that kind of rebound that's going to make everybody start getting all up in our mentions about Marcus that I actually bet on the Titans tonight. Oh, my God. I would never. I would never. <laughs> Let me I, say this. I hardly <laughs> ever bet on football, and I bet on them tonight. So I cannot wait to get crushed next week when I get killed. I'm fully expecting to lose this game, by the way. Uh, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very worried about it. I, I just The offense isn't doing anything. I'm a, I don't think the defense is going to shut down the Falcons on the road. I mean, the the Falcons have some offensive line issues, and if you want to look for like a path to victory, I think you could have a similar approach to like the Browns game. Bottle up the run on first and second down, get them in third and long, and then get after Matt Ryan. They they've got a backup right guard in, they've got a rookie right tackle. The rest of the offensive line is fairly suspect outside of Mac and Matthews. But you got to play Cam Wake, right? Yeah, you've got to <laughs> get you got to get Cam Wake out there and take advantage of a rookie right tackle, but. I think there's a path. They just showed Lafleur on the TV, and it just uh, really just makes me cringe. mad. Uh, but I think there's that path. But the problem is, Baker's a rookie or you know second year quarterback that doesn't have a lot of experience. Matt Ryan's had a ton of experience. You're not going to trick him like you did Baker with with as many of the coverages. I don't think Matt Ryan's a world beater necessarily, but he's a pretty good quarterback. He's got a lot of weapons, and I'm afraid that if the Titans' defense can't hold the Falcons offense to like 13 points. I just don't know that the, the Titans offense is going to do enough to, to win the game. Play oh, Calvin Ridley this week. That's depressing. That is your that is your Keith. bona fide fantasy tip. Play Calvin Ridley. <laughs> I'm going to make another uh, fantasy football analogy here. I oh. picked up the Atlanta Falcons defense this week oh. to play them. So that's the and Dante of, Pettis for uh, the seventh time. That's <laughs> I believe in Dante Pettis way more than I believe in this offense. So uh, we'll see what happens. I don't believe the Titans are going to win, but for that reason right there, they're going to win only because Maybe. Zach is 100% correct. It's going to be a week filled with, I told you, it, the, just Marcus haters. That's the thing. That's the thing. I don't know if at, at this point, I don't know how I could ever bet on the Titans either way, just because they're so inconsistent. That's the only thing that's consistent you, about them is that they're just up and down and up and down and up and down and you know yeah you're right probably marcus is going to come in oh, here yeah. and throw for 350 uh, no he never throws for 350 to throw for 275 yards and three touchdowns and we're going to be Re like realistic Mike. oh my god look look he's so good again um but i mean oh worst case scenario is for for him to discover some inner mahomes Oh yeah, that yeah. is worst case scenario. No, I mean, I would love to see that. Trust Just me, give I me would that too. one time. Please. I wish he was doing back gainers, throwing the ball into the end zone, and all of a sudden. I would love. I would invite people to come into my Twitter feed just so I could just bathe in their tears. Yeah, I, I'd love it. But yeah, I, I don't but know. I'm, I'm very, I'm very worried about this game, and I'm afraid that if they lose this game that the strings are going to continue to kind of unravel. So and, and yeah, if they I, lose I'm this game, there is a players-only meeting on the horizon. Uh, I guarantee be. you. Normally, I put the game on the main TV, and yeah. I will put my laptop on the Ottoman yeah. and watch Red Zone on the Ottoman. And I'm really thinking about putting Red Zone on the main Switching TV it, and yeah. putting the Titans game on my just laptop watch it through your fingers. just so I can reach forward and close that <laughs> lid when I need to and just walk away. Yeah, Marcus Mario has been sacked for the sixth time away. in the first half, and I'm done. So your dogs are downstairs. It sounds like slaughtering. Yeah, they, I don't know if our mics are picking that up. But they, it's fantastic. they may be dead, yeah. It sounds like... You've got a pack of fresh pigs that are just in one room and they're not happy with each other. Mike, did you leave the Jags tape on? Ookie's pooches. Yeah, yeah, they're they're watching the first half of the Titans Jags game again. They're watching an all twenty-two of just it's mixed with the Jags and Indy. Yeah, the fourth quarter. They're just watching straight from the fourth quarter of the Colts game right through halftime of the Jags game on a loop. And there's quick flashes of the Patriots fifty-nine to nothing game. Yeah, just stuck in there. Oh God, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Any uh any last thoughts from you fucking heathens before I close this out? That's it? Are we that depressed? Yeah. It's pretty bad. And we've spent we've spent almost an hour and fifteen minutes just trashing this team. I, I, and you know, I and you know what? 
they fucking deserve it. Yeah. Because nobody else no, wants to do, do it. Nobody that, else that, in the locker room does it. That's that's the thing, too. I think, like, I mean, people have gotten on to me about being negative on Twitter the last couple of weeks. What is there to be that positive about right now? I mean, honestly, it, the team has really just, I mean, they just lost to Jacoby Brissett at home and Gardner Minshew in back-to-back weeks. I mean, it, what, what am I supposed to be excited about? It, it's just... It's disappointing. The team, the offense is a major disappointment. There's a lot of reasons for that. Marcus is one of them. The offensive line has been disappointing. Roger Saffold has been disappointing. The I think Arthur Smith has been disappointing for to a large degree. It's a lot of things to be disappointed in. And I mean, I'm gonna tell it like it is. I'm, I'm not trying dis- to. I'm just very disappointed. I'm not trying to share an agenda or <laughs> push some mad. sort of narrative. I, it's just, just I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed, Titans. Mike, there are things to be excited about. I've heard that, that Poppy White is doing wonderful things on that practice squad. Oh, great. That's exciting <laughs> news. He can uh, he can take over for uh, Corey Davis at wide receiver one since Blake Bettingfield has uh, said I'm, he's, I'm he's gonna not. I'm going to be honest. I, I did not know that there was a player named Poppy White on the practice squad. Oh, yeah. yeah the more you know. He's ironically big Poppy because he's very small. Mm. He's like Isn't that fun. He's like five seven like, or I'm, five I'm eight. Not a, I'm not a fan of fun things like that. That's a fun big people thing. Call, big people called tiny. <laughs> not a big fan of that. All right. Okay. Not, I'm not a big fan. You know what? I also don't like people who call me big guy. Big guy. Yeah. Big guy is yeah. not okay. Not okay with. Well, big now guy. I'm gonna have to start calling you big if guy. You guys swear <laughs> God, if you call me big guy. So um, this has been depressing. Uh, sure everyone who's guy. listening, if you're if you're into cigarettes, have yourself a cigarette. If you're into e-cigarettes, they're gonna kill you. If you're into edibles, do one in places that are legal. Thank you very much. Uh, this has been Football Another F Words. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Twitter at F Words Pod. We are That's on, us. We are on iTunes. Yeah. We are on Stitcher. Yeah. And I'm not going to go through this whole list of podcast places because I'm pretty much out of my bank of where I know you can find podcasts. Castbox. We're on Cast Zynga. <laughs> Zynga. Is, is that thing. And we're on Foursquare. Do yeah. we have a MySpace? <laughs> do we have a MySpace page? We are on. Are we on Friendster? Oh, what are you doing? He almost dumped know. a beer over. I did. I'm, that's how I'm. That's how I don't know. He keeps messing with this cord for whatever reason. He's been doing this. At one point, he was laid back on the couch with the mic all in his face. <laughs> was I'm, really I'm, entertaining. I'm fidgety. The, the Titans have made me very fidgety. This is a disaster of an outro. It's been football. Another average been F. We are on Ask Weeds. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>